What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Fuck you, we like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Uh, Lloyd's out this week, uh, so sitting in for him is a uh, Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Introduce yourself to the general populace. What's up, guys? My name is Mike Atchison, lifelong Jag- Jaguar fan. Uh, lifelong disappointed by every game, but it is what it is. Happy to be here. Happy to do. We're happy to have you, man, because, um, I mean, there's been some, like, I think, the Jaguars' like peaks have been higher than the Bengals' peaks, but the lows might be lower for you guys. Right. Exactly. The lows are just so low. I think wait, what nineteen straight losses now? Yeah, nineteen. Yeah. Straight losses. Forgot about that. And then Trevor, because Trevor Lawrence, who didn't lose a single game or game in the regular season in high school or college, has now lost four straight in the NFL. Man. But, you know, sometimes we got to realize, like, all right, first of all, when people go undefeated in high school, it's not a big deal because, like, you know, <laughs> anyone can play high school football if the school doesn't have enough players. So, yeah, uh, that's like whatever. Uh, but college, yeah, that's pretty impressive playing that's in the impressive. ACC. Yeah, exactly, for Clemson playing in the ACC. And then, you know, NFL, again, only if you keep playing against the best, you're going to lose eventually. So with Jaguars. Yeah, who have you guys played so far? I know you guys played us, obviously. Broncos, Cardinals, then y'all. Yes. Wait, there was one more. I remember the Jags game because I was in I was in Denver when that happened, and that was the game that Prater attempted a sixty eight yarder and it was returned for a touchdown. Right. That was just that was against the Cardinals. I think that we only played three games so far. Hold up, I'm tripping. Texans, Texans, Texans. That's right. And the Texans, I think that's their only win, too. That's when um, – I think Tyrod played that game, right? Right. And the, it was looking like Houston was going to be good this year. But, you know, Tyrod got hurt. And I'm like, oh, there we go. All right. Now we may still not be last in the division. I'm like, thank you, God. And now it's uh, now it's Davis Mills' time there. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, man. That is just – and they have Deshaun healthy, but they can't play him because the world will revolt. Yeah, exactly. You have to trade this man. Like, he doesn't want to play either. So, does he want – How can you trade Deshaun Watson? For being a – I mean, how can you or how can't you? Well, no, it's like – I mean that in the sense of who will take him. Oh, I thought I – thought, um, right now I heard Miami was thinking about it and also the Eagles. 
I thought those were like the prime because like they both got QBs, but they're a little suspect right now. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never been a Tua fan. I'm not a huge Jalen Hurts fan. Jalen Hurts still has, uh, you know, time. I don't know. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts is growing on me. I think he could be good. Tua, I, though, I think it's going to be up in the air. I so, I'm so not a fan of Tua. Two former Alabama quarterbacks just eating ass. Who would have thought that Mac Jones would be the best quarterback out of those three? And even Mac Jones is only okay. Because even – I remember CBS Sports was, like, trying to hype up, um, like, the three Alabama quarter, quarterbacks in the post. Like, look at these three NFL quarterbacks from one college and one pitch. And I'm like, it's Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Hurts, and Mac Jones. Three quarterbacks that no one's really writing home about. Exactly, bro. Like, uh, I don't know. I got. I think I'm a little biased towards Mac Jones. He's from Jacksonville. Okay. So I'm like, maybe like I'll give him a little bit of a doubt. But yeah, Tua. I think Tua's gonna. It's a bust. I think so too. And he seems like a great dude. And I don't want him to be a bust. I remember I did like a mock draft last year, and I'm like, I like Herbert better. I like Herbert way better. Justin, and it shows Justin Herbert is way better. You know, he maybe looked like he's 12, but, you know, he plays like a grown man. He's also so. got a way better – oh, I think the Dolphins receiver core is growing because, like, Jalen Waddles have been having a pretty decent rookie year. And right, I right. I Fuller's kind of coming back. And is Devontae Parker still playing? That's a good question. I don't really felt mm, – I won't say no because I haven't seen one stack of him yet. And so. – but yeah, I think the Chargers receiver core is better with Keenan Allen. I think Mike Williams oh, yeah. for a while wasn't a seventh overall pick, but he's like really starting to he's been coming around over the last probably year or two. Mm-hmm. And I'll um, take I'll take Herbert's receiver core over Tua slash Jacoby Brissett's any day of the week. Oh yeah, they are uh-huh. and uh Herbert also got a better running back, so that makes it way easier. Yes. Hey, what's his name? Is he... Austin Eckler. Uh, there we go. I like yeah. Gaskin. I've always liked Gaskin as a – well, for fantasy purposes, it's kind of a PPR back. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Man. So, yeah. So, let's get to your time in Cincinnati, man. So, you spent a little bit – you spent a few days in Cincinnati doing some shows and hanging out with some of the Cincy yeah. locals. Yeah, man. I had to hang out with the Cincy locals. First of all, Cincy is a really chill city. It is. You know, I like it. It's kind of like a smaller Chicago in a way. You know, yeah. I was right. You were not lying about the mask thing. I'm like, oh, this is non-existent here. <laughs> oh yeah. And so like, oh, it's optional. And the option is always no. Nope. I, yes. Yep. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I will ever, the only place I wear a mask anymore. The only the only optional place I wear a mask anymore is in schools when I when I work. Exactly, because you know you have to, and because kids are reckless. But yep. no, nah, like it was decent. Um. We were, uh, I didn't have the skylight chili. You know, I was trying to bait on having it, but I asked three people about it, and they all said, this is ass. Do not eat it. Okay. It's either Two. a love it or you hate it thing. Right. And then someone told me y'all season it with, like, a cinnamon and cocoa powder. I'm like, what the hell is that? I you think know, it's like, worth trying eventually. And eventually. I always eventually. Say to each, I always say to each their own on this. Right. I mean, yeah, it's true. You know, like, it's kind of hard to sell chili over spaghetti and a whole lot of cheese. It's, I don't know how you pitch that and like, make it sound like it's a cuisine. And then some people get mad. When, like, I think 
who said it? I think Jack Snodgrass said on the show, like, Skyline Chili is ass, and, like, the crowd immediately turned on him. <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you said that the crowd of World Glass, do they turn on every comic? No, 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 no. There was one comic that did well. No, two comics that did well. Uh, I forgot one dude. I think his name was Alex. He talked about having a colostomy bag or some shit. Alex Leeds? Yeah, yeah. He had a good set. Okay. Uh, and then Vince, uh, what's his name? He's a black dude, older black dude, Vince something. Um, let me look up the lineup real quick. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Quick, but, but keep going about, um, about since you did uh, 20s as well. 20s was, yeah, 20s was dope. I liked the venue. It was, like, really good. You know, fortunately, it came on the night where it wasn't packed out. Apparently, the, like, the show before it was, like, packed. And I could see it getting packed because it's, like, a nice little lounge it can cool get bunker vibe yeah they got a cool like seat and everything that show was fun like uh oh vince morris vince morris there we go great vince comic. Morris. great comic yeah like uh you know like uh he did great crowd work you know um his set and closed it out yep they're really fucking with him and then i realized like the crowd was actually people doing the open mic like like, I knew, I, saw, I noticed open mic comics were like, these were like older white dudes doing the open mic. So that's why they threw me off, because they brought their kids and like wives and friends. I'm like, oh, okay, you guys are actually doing the show. And then when they are doing the mic, when I saw their jokes, I'm like, oh yeah, this makes sense. It all yeah. makes sense. So, but whatever. No, nah, but everyone I met at 20s was really funny. Like yeah. everyone in line. Anna and Nick, and I think Mike right. Fields is on that show, who's a murderer. Yeah, my yeah, he's mad funny. Yeah, man. He's got those quick, like, you know, set up punch jokes that really did well. So, I mean, that's just the only thing I wish I wish we had, like, it was easy for me because, like, everyone's new to me. So, like, I didn't mind performing. But yeah. I wish, you know, they had more of a crowd. Yeah, like, I did. I went to Denver last week and I was just doing my hitters. And one's like, oh, nice. my God, you're so great. And I'm like, I got more material that's a little more mediocre, but thank you for treating me like a good comic. Exactly, yeah, man. How was, like, uh, does that, was that the one show you did in Denver? I did uh, Comedy Works out there. Comedy Works, nice, nice. It is one of the easiest rooms I've ever done. Oh, easiest rooms? Like, oh, man. La- like, laughs are violent in that room. What? Dang. All laughs right. are and really good. Like, the ceilings are super low, and I'll get into it next week, but, um, but man, Cincinnati, is, it's been a good city, and I'm glad it was good to you. You did 20s. You went to Chameleon after for karaoke, I heard. Yeah, Chameleon's was dope. I love uh, I love the space. I mean, I think a lot of people from the show didn't go back, but, you know, I hung out with Hannah, and she was fun. Some other people, 
Yeah, good old time. Nice. Uh, and what you so how was like uh the game day experience for you? Oh, the game day was uh <laughs> it was fun to say, I'm not gonna lie. So I got I was uh me and my friend who bought the tickets, we sat next to two other Jags fans. Okay. Like right behind the Jags bench. So you know. And like these guys must know everyone that work for the Jaguars. So they say everyone's name. I think they season take holders or some shit. Uh, we, I got shown on the Fox TV cam. That was great. Really? Yeah, and I think NFL Films filmed us, but I don't know how to find that one, so we will see. How'd you find the Fox one? Oh, like uh, he uh, he knew the guy working the camera for the Fox one. Oh, I've had those people before. Yeah, exactly. So I got the picture somewhere. I just got to pull it up. But anyway, uh, sold out game, Thursday night, packed out. The fans were like going nuts. First of all, the Bengals have like three songs, <laughs> three or four like home songs. Like I couldn't tell Welcome which one. Jungle. Yeah, who they? Oh, whatever. I am not, and sorry, Bengals fans. I don't like their fight song. Yeah, bro. Like who they? I'm like, isn't that the Saints? <laughs> well, it's not just who. I mean, I'm. I mean, who they's growing on me, but like the fight song. It's like well, what do you mean? Um, Bengals puts up puts up points up on that board and win the game for Cincinnati. It's the most generic fight song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it at all. It's so bad. It's just, you're just singing a game plan you have to do. Score so we can <laughs> win the game. <laughs> That's not a fight song. There's nothing clever. There's nothing there. It's, it's I, even I rhyme. Like they had like 15 minutes to write. And it's like, all right, here you go. <laughs> what did you hang oh, out before the game? Where, did you go like to the banks at all? Or? Say again? Did you go to the banks at all? Did you go to any of the bars down there? Or? Uh, no, nah, we didn't hit. Oh, we didn't go to the bar, but we did go to the casino right after That's the game. Right, you did say that. Yeah, the casino was fun. Uh, I think we went too late, so we went again the next day, and then it was packed out. I had a good fucking time. Never really gambled before, and I was like, "Oh, this is a shit." It's so, like, uh, and I've and I've loved to go to like a, um, because I always say when I go to casinos, I just go to the sports books and just bet on games. I I hate slot machines. I'm not good at cards. Yeah, I don't fuck with stock. Yeah, I don't fuck with slots because it's a computer and it's always going to beat you. Like, yeah. I do not do that. And the moment you think you're going to win a little bit, you just lose all your money, so. Right, and, like, the thing about slots, man, like, they, like it's a study, like, they said the lights and the sounds, like, it, I don't know, do the serotonin in your brain, so it makes it think like you're winning something or it, it excites it, and that's what makes you keep gambling. Yep. So it's all, it's all a scam. It's all yep. a fucking scam. But back to the game, though, uh, it was fun fucking with the fans because they love the Bengals so much. They're like, how are we going to lose against the Jaguars? You're not going to win. You guys suck. I'm like, you guys are literally you from last year. Like, what are y'all? Y'all just – it's – y'all almost lost to the Jags. <laughs> people act like they blew us out. Like, no, it was down to the nitty-gritty. It sh- people were – okay, so I'm going to say this as a Bengals fan. People are, like, hyping up the Bengals. Like, oh, my God, three and one. I'm like, it's – it's the same reaction I had last year when the Steelers beat the Ravens by five when the Ravens quarterbacks were Robert Griffin III and Trace McSorley. Exactly. Like, I'm like, you, I just like temper your expectations. That should have been a blowout win. No offense. It should have. I mean, like, yeah, I was expect I was prepared for it to be a blowout win. But when we got up to – to a 14-0 lead and a half. Should have been 21, but it was a bullshit play call. I don't know why they did that. Yep. But still, y'all lost to a rookie QB and 
Urban Meyer, who hasn't won an uh, NFL game yet. Yep. Let's talk about that. What the fuck happened last week? The Bengals pulled it off very barely. 24-21. Uh, I got some stats up here on the drive. Um, I forgot to get Trevor Lawrence's stats, but did Lawrence throw a pick at all? I forget. Nope. Uh, Lawrence uh, threw no interceptions. No touchdowns either, but he had a great QB, read, uh, QB rating. I think it was like 98, something like that. I mean, both good amount of was a good game. He yeah, had a he had a good touchdown. Lot. I do know that. Yeah, he ran for a touchdown. He, uh, he used his feet more. Yes. Yeah, he had a 96.5 rating and 204 yards stolen and threw for 70%. So, yeah. he had a great game. He did. You Burrow know. was uh, – let's see. Burrow was uh, 25 of 32 for 348 yards, two touchdowns. Um. Just you know, going through some generic stats here. Mixon, 16 rushes, 67 yards in a tutty. Uh, receivers, um, for the Jags, LaVisca Chenault was the leader. Six receptions for 99 yards. Um, I think – who else for the Jags had a decent receiving game? Uh, receiving game? Duh, 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 duh. I can't really I – got, I got, I'm going to pull it up here. And it just right, started. I think I – know, I know Chenault had the best – Stats, receiving-wise. I know running-wise, though, uh, James Robinson was eating. A dog. Just a fucking dog, bro. I'm like – and we drafted another running back. I'm like, why did we do that when we have this man right here? It wasn't – okay, so it wasn't just another running back. It was Lawrence's guy. It was Travis Etienne. Yeah, but I'm like, well, how, what – do you, you want to use him as a third down back? Like, I – They – so my th- I, I tried to process that myself because, like, there were so many other needs. And they had James Robinson, who was absolutely fantastic. I think they wanted to turn ETN into, like, an Alvin Kamara kind of back. Mm, okay. I mean, that could have worked, you know. It's just thing. I, I think we could have waited to get him, honestly. We could have waited a little bit longer. Yeah. And who's going to the second round this year? Because you guys still had a – or did you guys just trade up from the second round? I think we already had two in the first round because of uh, – I, I forgot who we traded for that. But, yeah, we, we had two in the first round. And when we took a running back, I'm like, the fuck? So, and either way, I digress. They just wanted to ex- – I think the Jags might have just been looking for a reason to excite the fans with the national championship combination of Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Right, and in typical Jag fashion, uh, someone gets hurt and then out for the season. So I'm like, well. (laughs) Very quickly. And people were rating – I forget. I think it was pretty close as to whether people were rating ETN higher than James Robinson. Insane. The man ran for 1,000 yards as an undrafted rookie. Why do y'all want to ruin such a good thing? (laughs) His legs were still fresh. So fresh, bro. This man played with purpose every game. I was like, oh, this is the new – this is the guy. I mean, people hyping up Trevor, DJ Chark, whatever. James Robinson is the biggest steal uh, probably in Jaguar history. Yeah, so he far. was fantastic last year. And I even got him in a fantasy trade that won in my league last year – that won me my league last year. So, he's yeah, been fantastic. He's a sleeper, man. He had 18 carries for 78 yards and two touchdowns. The longest run was 20. and was averaging 4.3 yards. It's the monster. It's <laughs> just a monster. 
And he walked into the end zone for his first touchdown. Oh, yeah. And then, like, that dive. Like, and then he dove for the second one. People try to, like, is that a touchdown? Like, the man is clearly in the air, air reaching the ball. 100% a touchdown. I'm like, oh, my God. I wouldn't even waste a flag on that. Like, y'all better review that because y'all just mine. And I think for that last play, oh, the, the last play before the half, uh, when Trevor ran it in, it was supposed to be an outside run for James Robinson. And I didn't even see it until, like, I got, like, an aerial view of the play. So it was a bad – like, the play just, like – I don't know, it just um, fell apart. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be like a pitch or like an outside stretch because he would have ran it in. And like there was no one out there that he couldn't beat. But, yeah, man, I, I can't say enough about James Robinson. He's, no, he's uh, – I think he's going to be a great running back. I mean, granted the shelf life of running backs isn't fantastic in the NFL. So, I say he'll be a very good running back for at least the next three to five years. Yeah. Enough time for the Jags to, like, make an impact in the league, definitely. And definitely, no offense, have enough high draft picks to the point where they can build, like, a solid foundation, maybe Saxonville 2.0 or maybe – Build up a line, get some more receivers. Build build a receiver core around Trevor Lawrence. It's like Marvin Jones isn't going to last forever. But I say Marvin Jones is our number one receiver. I'm like, oh, that's how we know we got to change something up because that's – yeah. Yeah. It was a bangle for years. Yeah, uh, the fans really reminded me of that one. <laughs> and I, I thought I'd remind you one more time. Exactly. Oh, God, just stand behind. I, like, I was like these freaking, I don't know, it got to be teenagers sitting behind me just talking shit the whole game <laughs> to the point <laughs> I had to talk shit back to freaking 16-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> what were they saying? I don't know. You suck, Barbie. <laughs> Come on, you haven't really the fucking jacks. You're not going <laughs> to you're a Jaguar fan. How's it feel to be a loser? <laughs> it's like, you're a Bengals fan. You should know. I'm about to say, like, we're pretty much the same. We are definitely, definitely the same. You are one and the same. I mean, you guys were, what, a quarter away from a Super Bowl four years ago? Literally, 2017, man. Like, we was one play away against the Patriots, uh, which is why I don't give a damn about the Brady-Belichick game, because they both can – Break the ACLs. Uh, yeah, the fumble. The fumble that should have been a turnover. But, no, the refs were paid off, and the Patriots went to win another Super Bowl. And that's what I'm sticking to. But, yeah, yeah. we were very close to a Super Bowl. And that was yeah, the no, 28-3 game. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was one they lost to the Falcons. Yep, and they came back. And it's funny because – Falcons-Jaguars like, Super Bowl. Jaguars would have won. We would have destroyed Matt Ryan. Yeah. And then you would have Ramsey against uh, Julio Jones. That would have been a great uh, matchup. That would, been, that would have been really good. And it was like a – was it Ramsey's – it wasn't his rookie year? Yeah. It was his rookie – no, second year. I want to say second year. Yeah. Second year because I think we got better the next year. Yeah, it definitely was. But, yeah, man, oh, my God. That would have been a great Super Bowl. I mean, I'm looking at the defense now. I think the only defensive player that still plays from that 2017 defense is Miles Jack. That's right. The linebacker, right? Yeah. uh, Weak inside linebacker, yeah. That's right. Right. So, like, that whole team is basically gone. And it breaks my heart every time. I'm like, Tom Coughlin fucked us in the end. Yeah, I saw a comment. It said um, every time um, 
every time I tell someone I'm a Jags fan, they look at me like I threw a baseball through old man Coughlin's window. <laughs> hey, if it was possible for me to do it, I would take a throw. I would do one good pitch. That man scared everyone away. No, and then, I, uh, uh, I could... So, uh, a couple more things about the Bengals. I mean, I'm sorry, I got to shout out some players because this is a Bengals podcast. Um, big star for the Bengals, a couple receiver stars, Tyler Boyd, nine receptions, 118 yards. He's been our, Mm -hmm. to me, one of the most underrated slot guys in the league. I think people, I think people realize it. Uh, CJ Uzama, CJ Uzama, huge game, five receptions, 95 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. He ate our ass up. I'm like, Jesus, man. You know, like, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, the Jacks secondary. I knew that was going to be our biggest uh, weakness coming into the game. And, you know, once that second half started, I'm like, oh, here we go. Yep. Yeah. Uzama snapped. Yeah. Yeah, Uzama had, like, five receptions. He said, like I said, five receptions, 95 yards, two touchdowns. And people before this year were, like, because there was – I don't know if you've all the big debate about who the Bengals should draft. Because you guys you guys were just like, we're getting Trevor Lawrence. We don't give a shit about any of this. Right. So there was a big debate about whether the Bengals should draft Panay Sewell, um, Jamar Chase, or Kyle Pitts. And the people mm. – there are a lot of people on the Kyle Pitts train saying, our tight ends suck. And then I was like – it don't it, – because CJ, like, tore his ACL, like, week two last year. Yeah, so it yeah. was a weak spot for us. I'm like, CJ's not a bad tight end. Not at all. Very solid tight end, especially and, from what I saw. Yeah, and Kyle Pitts this year, I think it's he's kind of been a product of their offense, of the Falcons' offense, but he's been, like, non-existent this year, like, minus one game. I haven't heard any stats on Kyle Pitts. I mean, Jamar Chase makes way more sense, you know, because, again, he played with Burrow, a championship team. Yep. You know, so they have chemistry. I like their chemistry better than Lawrence and uh and, and Neems because you know like a receiver and a quarterback like you know they know uh Trevor Lawrence and Buddy from Clemson uh yeah. ETN yeah I like uh Burroughs and Chase's uh chemistry better than that because I get it it's a wide receiver and a quarterback and you know when you pass it's going you know their routes their speed where they're going to be at that and was an it, obvious choice and if and to me, if there's one guy you want to have perfect chemistry with, it's your deep threat. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you're you can be like 10 yards down the field. But if you want to, like, know to a T, if there's one part you want to know to a T how they run, how they run their routes, how they catch, it's the guy you're throwing the ball 40 yards down the field to. Right. Exactly. So, <clears throat> so yeah, man. Like, no, you guys made the – Perfect choice for Jamar Chase. I mean, luckily, I mean, I was surprised we, like, kind of contained him. Don't get me wrong, he got some good catches. Some good yards. 77 yards, little shout-out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I thought all y'all touchdowns were going to come from him. But it turns out, nope, it was a tight end. So I was like, oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, last thing I'll say before we get to the burns, um, uh, and we'll also do a couple ads here, but I'll edit those in, no worries. Um, the defense, the Bengals defense clearly missed Jesse Bates, our, our starting uh, safety, 
Because I noticed, like, in the first half, it was just big play after big play after big play, just, like, 10 yards. It's like there's no I – I noticed with a lot of plays sometimes it was like, oh, my God, you got one yard. But it's just 10-yard play after 10-yard play. Yeah, we were just like boom, boom, boom. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is like – it's like a smooth, well-balanced offense. And I'm like, I wonder if this is more us or just the team. You know, I find out y'all missing y'all safety. I'm like, oh, okay. It's yeah. a little bit of both. But, yeah, man, that's safety. Like, because, uh, yeah, like, uh, our receivers got, like, 100 yards. Uh, what, we had 100 yards? Sorry. LaVisca Chanel had 99. Yeah, Chanel had 99 yards. And I'm like, oh, snap, this is what I'm talking about. Because, yeah, that was a deep one that uh, Trevor threw that I thought was going to get picked off. But, uh, no, Chanel pulled it down. I'm like, hell, yeah. Yeah. He's and, a, um, he was the guy last year that had that ridiculous, like, how in the world did he catch that touchdown? Mm-hmm. You remember the one I'm talking about where it's just like it bounced off one player and just somehow landed in his hands? Exactly, yeah. So I guess he's used to working miracles like that. But man, yeah, that defense, yeah, our defense was looking kind of suspect that first half. I'm like, boy. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know what y'all doing, but keep doing it, please. Please keep doing it. I think it's like your defense. I'm like, you guys shut us out in the first half. Oh, no, no, y'all defense. I, I loved it the first Very half. Awesome. I loved how y'all. <laughs> I was at a bar in, in, in Denver. I'm just like, oh, my God. Is this really happening? And people were just like, what, do you have money on the game? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a Bengals fan, which they don't know. Exactly right. And then, like, people wouldn't know I'm a Jags fan unless I literally wear this. And then <laughs> see all 12 of us in the stadium losing our shit. So what was the ratio of Jags fans to Bengals fans, would you say? Oh, man, it was just – I say, like, if I'm going off, like, sections, I'm going, like, a good 100 to maybe 10. 100 to 10. Okay, so 10 to 1? 10 to 1. Yeah, there we go. Wow, better at math to me. Yeah, 10 to 1. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but, the- like – but they weren't far away, though, like, because you'll see them stand up and, like, you know, you see, like, a jersey or a freaking Jaguar uh, blazer, <laughs> just the most outlandish shit. Yeah, I went to – because I went to the week one game against the Vikings. I'd say that ratio was, like, five to one. Wow. And Damn. Maybe, maybe, like, seven to one or something like that. But I went All to right. Chicago the week after that, easily 50 to 60 to one. Damn, yeah, because Bears, Bears fans come out. Oh, yes, they do. Bears and I, I felt so alone in Soldier Field. Exactly, bro. Like, yeah, don't – like, I think the only time, like, it'll be closer to even is if uh, Green Bay comes and watch a game because they will come and fucking – Oh, yeah. I remember I went to, uh, a couple years ago I went to the Patriots-Bengals game, and I'm – it's close. It might have been one-to-one. Really? Was this and a playoff game or just regular season? This is when Brady played for the Patriots. Oh, okay, okay. It might, I think it was Brady's last year with the Patriots. Oh, all right. Before the last – all right. Dang, all right. Nice, nice. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll get to uh, – before we get to the re- – or the uh, – wow. The reason he has the same thing. Before we get to the burns, we are going to hear from our sponsor, Spotify Green Room. <laughs> Yes, we are going to talk about Spotify Greenroom. It is a live audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and use. 
you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It is perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to exciting breaking news. You can even share your own experiences on the app. You can join in, number, com, you can join in on conversations with me and Lloyd at some time, at some place in the future. We'll pull it off. And you can have a chance to be featured on the Fuck You podcast. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Fuck You, We Like the Bengals group and the Sports Drink group. Follow us at F-U-W-L-T Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live on Spotify Greenroom at some time at some place. Again, download the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the F-U, We Like the Bengals group. Follow us at FUWLT Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live at some time at some place. Follow us, Spotify Green Room and Sports Drink. And we're back with Mike Atchison from Chicago, big Jags fan, uh, who is about to tell us some roast jokes about the Jags. Let's get it. You want yep. to share his- Cool, cool. Let me just pull the screen up and get this You're thing started. Good. I'm kind of on a 50-50 kind of thing with the Zoom meeting and the and the, the slideshow here. Boom, boom, boom. All right. If you didn't roast the mascot or the or Shad Khan or the GM, that's fine. I got. I just have one line about each of them. All right, I can give it a shot. Well, we're gonna start with the mascot. Who I love this mascot. I love Jackson DeVille, fun dude, even though he looks like a Republican during Rumspringa. <laughs> like, if, if you look at Jackson uh, DeVille, you can definitely tell they model him after every uh, fan in the stadium. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, just a cow- he's just like, they took the DNA of every fan, just put it in a test tube, and it's like, here's right. your mascot. It took one uh, sick jaguar from the zoo and just put it in his <laughs> bloodstream. Yep. Mixed with Bud Light and Jaguar blood, you get Jackson DeVille. <laughs> yeah, he got in trouble for doing, like, um, in the Steelers game, he got in trouble for saying Taos Kazi Bola. <laughs> I mean, them Taos do look disgusting. And yes. <laughs> so I don't know blame on that. But, yeah, he has a giant freaking fupa or whatever. I'm like, who made this thing? <laughs> It is gross. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, not, but not a lot of fuckable mascots. Let's be very clear about that. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. The Patriots one got a very chiseled chin. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, we're going to go to the owner, uh, Shad Khan. Oh, boy. Uh, Shad Khan <laughs> looks like an oil executive who fell in, into a barrel of his own product. <laughs> And only the mustache got mutated. Yeah. <laughs> only that guy. You can I tell. I wrote a Ron uh, Jeremy joke last time, so I can't do it again. What's that again? I wrote a Ron Jeremy joke last time, so I can't do it again. Ah, it's all good. You can tell Shad uh, bought this, uh, bought the Jaguars a gift for his son. He said, ew, I don't want this shit. <laughs> I'm going to make the wrestling instead. He's going to re-gift her or some shit. Exactly. He's like, oh, I guess I'll just own the football team, I guess. <laughs> and the GM Trent Balk. Trent Balk looks like the guy the Jags hired to make sure players don't kneel during the anthem. 
Oh my god, yes, that's actually pretty good. Like, now nah, this one's too opinionated. Uh, no, nah, this one, uh, what's it? Sociology in college, can't do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn. Damn, do I got a good one for Trent Ball? No, nah, you don't have to. All right. Yeah, I don't have them for all the players. But I do have... Coaching. The head coach who I just found out about that, like, last night. Did you see that? Oh, the freaking dance thing? I, I, I know what? You reminded me, like, it was, like, years ago. And I remember this popped up. I'm like, I don't know how it, I forgot about it. I think my little uh, naive Jaguar brain was like, oh, we got Urban Meyer. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with him at all. No, there's a ton wrong with him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he seems like, I mean, he seems like, an, like just a, a good dude, like, minus, like, he's just been around some real pieces of shit. <laughs> Including himself. Uh, yeah, you could himself. definitely <laughs> Aaron Hernandez, he was around uh, uh, that one Zach Smith coach. <coughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my and God. Who was the guy the Jags hired that the NFL was like, no? Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, it's blanking. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what? It's not popping up, but I do know who you're like talking about. It's like some domestic violence shit that they kind of called him on. Exactly. My Urban's like, I need my abusers and murderers. How you think I'm going to win a game out here? <laughs> yeah, and he clearly hasn't. He's like, that's the guy I want. Exactly. He tried to bring back his one Christian boy and a bunch of <laughs> that's right. felons. He's like, yo, I got to get this Florida Gator formula. It'll be fine, guys. We'll go 16-0 every year. And he couldn't – and he still hasn't signed Cam Newton from that Florida team. He has not. He has not. He said, oh, you betrayed me and went to Auburn, so I ain't doing shit for you. Even though Urban Meyer does look like a dad who confiscated his son's three doors down CDs. <laughs> not listening to that devil music in here. Oh, my God. God, that, man. That girl that is grinding on Urban Meyer, that, like, God, she looks so young. Hey, man, sometimes you got to uh, stay in contact with the cheerleaders from uh, school, you know? that's yes. what Doesn't every coach do that? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah, um, I, just, I just love the dad shorts and, like, uh, the freaking – Oh, such uh, dad. I think they could also be young dude shorts, but he's got the long sleeve shirt to go with it. Right. He's like the wear y'all vine mannequin right now, like with some yeah. Oakley glasses. He said, I'm going to hit the town. He looks like like the one like do you know who my dad is? That looks like the dad. <laughs> He's like the dad of like the sorriest kid on the football team, but he takes care of the uh, game meals, <laughs> so you can't talk too much <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, D, you suck, but yo, is your dad bringing Subway tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so Urban oh. Meyer. Oh. But happy to be owned for. I mean, well, not sorry, but okay. Now I feel awkward. But uh, we're gonna move on to the quarterback. Quarterback. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Do you have anything on old T Law? I think um, T Law's biggest challenge in the NFL is uh, not winning a game, but finding a helmet that could fit this giant-ass fucking dome he calls a head. <laughs> <laughs> he somehow pulled it off at Clemson. 
For real. Oh, it was definitely custom made. They had to like, bring some people in. And uh, yes. they had to get the architecture department at Clemson like, hey, how can we make this work? Yes. Even though uh, uh, he, he does look like better home and gardener Minshew. Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple more. Trevor Lawrence looks yeah. like he just walked, walked off of the next bus. <laughs> and my personal favorite, Trevor Lawrence looks like Plain Gabbard. Nice. Ah, Plain Gabbard. I like that. This may be uh, too deep of a reference, but Trevor Lawrence looks exactly like Rocky Dennis from The Mask. <laughs> the, the one dude, uh, what was that movie they met him? It wasn't. Rocky Dennis. They made a movie about him. Yeah, yeah. It was called The Mask. Yeah, oh, it was Rocky the mask. did it. Yeah, and if you pull them up, they look almost exactly like. I'm no, like, I have seen pictures of Rocky Dennis, pictures of Rocky Dennis, because I've been on Wikipedia at three in the morning. Haven't we all? Yes. It's like, all it right, like, that's enough feet pictures for the night. Let's go to Wikipedia. <laughs> like, thank God you could throw an arm. I mean, you, could, you have an arm, bro, because, man, this game would be a challenge. Exactly. Oh, my God. But his backup, C.J. Bethard, this probably isn't very good, but I said C.J. Bethard looks like his name is Lawrence Trevor. That's all I got. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, like, his name Bethard, and, like, uh, at first I thought it was Bethard. I'm like, all right, come on, guys. We got to try to escape this domestic violence from NFL or what? Like, why we got to do it Bethard? <laughs> Man, Urban Meyer really does love people with domestic violence. <laughs> exactly, like, uh. Have you ever argued with your wife um, about dishes? Close enough. All right, you back up. And <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, let's move on to the running backs. Running back. James Robinson. This guy. You, you like him. I like him, man. I like him. Uh, first uh, undrafted gerbil to run for a thousand yards man in the nfl like this man looks like a freaking pet rodent <laughs> this is a <laughs> stubby man he is uh he played college ball at illinois state and was recruited by the jags after they lost in an upset to illinois state <laughs> nice oh that's good that's good yeah uh, ah, i guess i get I just realized maybe oh. Carlos Hyde didn't load. So I'll just uh, re-put it in there real quick. I don't really need a picture for the burn, but we'll do it. Uh, do you have anything else on James Robinson? Nah, nah. I'm, I can't, it's hard to talk shit about someone uh, while you're wearing their jersey. I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> oh, that's a James Robinson jersey. Oh, I yeah, he changed his number last minute, too. So it was like, he changed it from 20, 30 to 25. I'm like, really, bro? I just... Drop 90 on this, but okay. Well, I think uh, a lot of players change their – like, T. Higgins just changed his number, and I think a lot of players just want their own college numbers. Right, and then now they go back to the singular number now, so it's like, all right, the whole game done shifted. Yep. But now, so we want to the backup, Carlos Hyde. Um, sometimes I look on TMZ for random jokes, but uh, uh, Carlos Hyde had a baby before a game against the Jets in 2018. Things got awkward when the Jets called Hyde to ask him if the baby could start for them at left guard. <laughs> okay, All right. Nice, nice. Anything on old Carlos Hyde? Nah, man. I got nothing on Carlos, man. All right. Let's move on to those wide receivers. 
wide receiver. Um, we're gonna play a game real quick. I'm gonna play. I'm, we're gonna play a game called Name That Jaguars Wide Receiver. All right, are you ready? Let's go, Let's go for it. Morning will come, and I'll do what's right. Just give me till then to give up this fight, and I will give up this fight. Yeah. Name that Jaguars wide receiver. Well, one thing, they got to stop miking, uh, miking these players during these games, man. <laughs> they always singing this on the line. <laughs> but, uh, this was actually during an American Idol audition, just like a fun publicity stunt. Oh, shit. Damn, I do not know. Who is that? <laughs> that is Marvin Jones. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty impressive. You know what? He does give off big uh, – light skin R&B dude vibes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I probably could have guessed that if I really looked at him. I'm like, oh, that's got to be you. It was Marvin Jones. Uh, he auditioned for American Idol and made Katy Perry blush. He actually did. Which is ironic since Marvin Jones sounds like the name of every old man in Katy Perry's Instagram comment section. <laughs> like, I'm Marvin Jones and I'd love to be your wife. Or your husband, whatever. Fucked up my own job. I, I, got, I got it. You know what? Let's go back to the R&B thing. Yeah. He looks, like, he looks like Chris Brown if Rihanna was the one that beat him in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, my God. I can't believe that was him singing, bro. Yeah. He <laughs> of did course, a, he's a Jaguar. Uh, of course. He sang uh, Lift Every Voice and Sing for the Jaguars YouTube channel. Wow. He's pretty boom, good. Boom, boom, boom. Yo, man, uh, I will definitely uh, take a scrap cracky voice. Uh, I'll take that over not having any yards during this last game. Yep. I can't win off high notes, Marvin. I cannot. <laughs> um, and so we got that. I, I always like telling people Marvin Jones can sing. But uh, move on to the guy who uh, shattered his ankle recently, uh, DJ Shark. Um, DJ <laughs> DJ Shark, this is a fine joke, but DJ Shark grew up with a fear of water, I found out. And as mm. he plays for the Jags, it's extremely apparent that he does not have a fear of failure. Bam. Nice. Yeah. You know what? Like, it's hard to make a joke about DJ Shark because he suffered from anxiety and depression. Yeah. But uh, I know he started feeling all of that after he got drafted by the Jaguars. So, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Jacksonville, baby. <laughs> And I, I've been feeling it for 15 years. And just know, if he played for the Bengals, I would be making the same jokes about DJ Chark. Exactly, bro. And anxiety and depression, welcome to the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. I know after he broke his ankle, he was like, thank you, God. <laughs> I just get it at the season end. <laughs> yep. And finally, we're going to move on to the star of the game uh, for the Jaguars last game, LaVisca Chenault. What a look. What a look. What a look. I had to double check to make sure I didn't accidentally Google someone that played in the WNBA. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Jesus. I must say, I ain't no whoopee was uh, playing slot. That was fucking great. <laughs> That's great. Boy, good job, Goldberg. Oh, man. Thank you. The view. 
from the view to the field. From the view to the field, baby. Yep. Uh, speak, speaking of view, thank God for uh, visor helmets, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they would definitely get penalized if uh, we saw his eyes. <laughs> it's just a rep like, you know what? Damn it, 10 yards back. They're very far apart. <laughs> exactly. Like, don't get close to me again, kid. Watch out, go keep going back. His yards are 10, part, 10 yards apart. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Mike, I think we got, a, we, we got your team pretty good. So let's move on to one of our final section predictions and bullshit. <laughs> Predictions and bullshit. Okay, okay. Predictions and bullshit. Um, so the Bengals play, I believe, the Packers next week. Y'all gonna lose. <laughs> I really, yeah. I hope y'all lose. I mean, Rogers. Yeah. Again? Burrow versus Rogers. It's kind of like the the old. It's gonna be like the post game old man complimenting the young man after the game or some shit. Yeah, you're doing good, kid. Yep. Who knows? In a few years, you'll win a Super Bowl and want to leave <laughs> this fucking team out of spite. Yeah, I've always, I've maintained that Burrow is going to be the difference between the Cincinnati Bengals and the St. Louis Bengals. Wow. Wait, are y'all, wait, hold on. What do you mean? Like, if Burrow doesn't succeed, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cincinnati Bengals leave the city. Wow. Has that been a rumor going on? Because I know it's been happening for the Jags for a while. I Okay, so I've thought about the Jags as well. I don't want it to happen for the Jags because the Jaguars are your guys' only pro team. Only. It's our only pro team. Yeah. So, I'm like, like, you guys lose. And isn't Jacksonville, like, one of the most populated cities in Florida? Yeah. And it's, it's one of the most populated cities in Florida. It's also the biggest city in the U.S. in terms of square mileage. So, it's a big, yeah, it's a big, it's not, it's, it is a metropolis in a sort, but it's not like Chicago, New York. But, yeah, like, they were talking about moving a team to London, to L.A. Having an NFL team in London would be such a pain in the ass. Exactly, bro. Like, Just logistically, it's, a, it's an ass. It's a spectacle, right? They don't really play football like that over there. And then, plus, like, traveling for games, the time difference is going to fuck every team up. Yep. It's going to be like that. Every team's going to play like a 9 30. It's like, it'd be so expensive. Exactly. What fan is going to pay money to go from the U.S. to London to watch their team play. No one. Well, I, if I'm not – well, London does have a pretty sizable NFL fan base. Like, they play in Wembley every time they go. Oh, yeah. I mean, people will come out. But if you look at the games, like, people wearing jerseys of teams that are not even on the field. Like, it's one yeah, of those things. fans. Yeah, just, like, football. Which, if you think about it, is a reason why London – would really embrace an NFL team because they love football. They just don't have a team to root for. So if they exactly. had to root for, they might be just buying their jerseys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. I don't, I don't think an NFL team in London is a good idea. Not at all. Not at all. No. But uh, um, but yeah, Cincinnati to St. Louis. I did not know that was a rumor. No, St. Louis. It, yeah, it's not. It's not a rumor per se, but it's just my fear. It's just my. It's a big fear I have that the Bengals will leave and they'll go somewhere else and just make me real sad, even though they've been around for 50 years. I think it's just oh. – I think it's the futility of the franchise and how Mike Brown has just decimated the winning culture of the 80s. Y'all dare keep Mike Brown way too long. I'm like, uh, why? I maintain 
that the day Mike Brown dies will be the most interesting Facebook comment section you have ever read. Oh, I, I imagine. I am ready for it. Because, yeah, I didn't know Paul. My friend told me about the Paul Brown, like, legacy. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't know, like, uh, he got fired from the Browns. And then they were named after him. And then he just made a new team in Cincinnati. I was like, oh, shit. Yep. So I'm like, oh, well, that makes so much sense. And the color scheme and anything. But uh, oh, legend, and he was just inducted into the Ring of Honor for the Bengals. And you, and you saw the halftime ceremony, I'm assuming. No, nah, I didn't give a damn. I took a piss. It got me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. He's like, I don't know none of you pieces. <laughs> I mean, it's just like legends from 30 years ago. There's also probably no line at the bathroom. Uh, no, nah, it wasn't that bad. After the game was terrible. That's why I'm like, oh, I'm, now I'm scared for COVID because this is disgusting. Yep. Uh, all <laughs> right. So, overall, what did you think of Paul Brown Stadium itself? It's a decent stadium. It's nothing to go back on about. It's a decent size. I do like that. Like, you could definitely, like, get a good, uh, good number of fans in there. It didn't blow me away. It wasn't – granted, I haven't been to many NFL stadiums, but – yeah. You know, it's fine. Yeah, it's just, to me, I've always found it's just boring. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's boring. There's nothing there. Yeah. Like, it, maybe a few pictures here and there. You got your stands. It's just, yeah, it's just a... It's just cement everywhere and the occasional concession stand. Right. Like, I think I need to go, like, the Tampa Bay route. Because, like, they have, like, the pirate shit, which makes it looks cool as shit. Yeah. So maybe, like, add, like, a giant, like, Bengal tiger somewhere. I don't know. Just throwing something out there. But, yeah, like, it is nothing to write home about. So I went to Mile High on Sunday, and I, I'm kind of getting a theme. I've only been at three NFL stadiums. So, like, there are so many fans in those stadiums, and they're in such a rush. There's only a few places where, like, they can, like, go get food or go take a piss. But they just – I feel like every NFL stadium would – I'm assuming with a few exceptions – Everything's just super generic. The food's generic just because they have to, like, really just, like, hammer it out. They, like a baseball stadium, for example, all their, their food's, like, way more, like, put together and, like, more of an art kind of thing. Because, like, you can get food whenever you want and the lines aren't as long. But for NFL, seems just, like, huge and so many fans. So, I think they, in a way, they just have to be generic. I they got be- to be, yeah. You know, I'm not mad at it, you know, because, you know, it's just like you yeah, get people in and out back into the game. and. Yep, that's exactly so what it is. They're not trying to blow you away with food. They exactly. Like, they, they just want you back at your seat. Because, like, a base, are you a baseball fan much at all? or? I'm slowly becoming one, slowly becoming a baseball fan. Because, like, baseball games are, like, more of a – like a, they're more of a hangout than football games are. Because when you're at a football game, you are watching the game. When you're at a baseball game, you can just hang and socialize. Mm-hmm. And you can go get that fancy pulled pork sandwich or that fancy helmet with tater tot nachos in it. I'm being oddly specific and for good reason, but I went to Coors Field. Yeah, no, but you got a point. Yeah, because at White Fox, I mean, the White Sox feel you can get a freaking rib platter, you know? <laughs> like, oh, so yeah. It's a big difference. You know, if fucking, uh, like, they, the game, Paul Brown said, like, they got, like, a bullshit chicken tennis with, like, this weak-ass buffalo sauce and some yeah. generic movie nachos. I'm like, this is ass. I'm just going to wait till after and get something. And you went to you the know. casino, I'm assuming, just to get, like, really good food or? 
Um, you know what? We got to this we got to the casino too late, so we couldn't get no food. I think that was one of the nights I just ate bullshit because I'm like, I'm this is gonna be primarily for drinking. I had a big breakfast and I'm like, you know what, I'm just pre-gaming the whole day. Yeah. And so you say that you didn't did you pre-game anywhere? Did you tailgate? Did you Nah um, man, I didn't tailgate. I was too uh I was too shy. <laughs> this was like I ain't seen enough uh teal. So I'm like, you know what, I'm good off that. Yeah. But no, I think uh I think I went to this random bar, we had like a beer or two and then you know, yeah. we went back to the game. Mom you remember what bar was? No, I couldn't even tell you, man. Was I it at not. the banks or? May, somewhere downtown, maybe? Yeah. Because I know, because our hotel was like literally down the street from the stadium, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like a, no more than a 15 minute, 10, 15 minute walk. Oh, that's not bad. No, bad at all. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is perfect. So overall, it sounds like Cincinnati was pretty good to you. The comics were good. Mm-hmm. Comments were really good. Uh, people were really nice. Food was mad decent. Um, you know, I had a good time. I wouldn't mind going back again. If yeah. I go on, if I go on a uh, Ohio run, I'm oh, definitely yeah. gonna stop at Cincy because I'm like, I know I could get some time here. Yeah. Apparently, Go Bananas open back up. I'm like, oh, yep. show they just I'm opened back that. up this weekend, and I'm probably going to the show tonight. Awesome, man. Yeah, you should definitely do that, man. Yep. So. Yeah, I'll definitely be back in Cincy. Don't know when, but I'll definitely be back. Yep. Uh, last thing, plugs. Mike, plug your socials, plug any shows you got. All right, guys. If you want to follow me, uh, my comedy, uh, my disappointment in the Jags, please follow me at OG Mike Hatch. That is my handle for Twitter and Instagram and also TikTok. Yep. Uh, terms of shows. I have a show tonight at the Lincoln Lodge called Bitch and Purge, which is Love at the Lincoln Lodge. It's the best spot in the world. I was there last night. Number of great shows going on. Yeah, yep. I got a, I'm on a show tonight called Bitch and Purge, which is a service industry show. Nothing but oh. servers talking shit about their jobs. And it's always fun. Everyone's getting drunk. And it's always a blast. And that rules. Right. And also have the show called Discount Therapy at Pearls. This Wednesday. Nice. Um, I'll do a couple plugs uh, for my sake. Um, <clears throat> uh, after November 7th, I'll be headlining uh, the Wiley Sunday Showcase. Nice. November 10th, I'll be at 20s. And November 24th, I'll be headlining at Chameleon. So, oh, shit. Headline stats, man. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's going to be like a 20 to 25 minute spot. I got some comics on there. A couple indie gals. Uh, Gals, what the hell am I saying? Am I 43? No, I <laughs> female comics from Indy. That sounds worse for some reason. I got some female comics from Indy. <laughs> nah, Sometimes I just say comedians, man, and keep that shit pushed. I got a bunch of fun comedians in there. Whoever you I, see is what you see. Yep, exactly. That's what I should say. Uh, I got a bunch of fun comics on it. Um, Callie Bodkin, Jack Snodgrass, Phil Pointer, Lexi Madrid, Shannon Rostin. Murderers all around. Nice, Come to nice, nice. Um, but um, we only have one thing left to say, and this is how we end every podcast. So don't take this personally, Mike. But fuck you, Jacksonville Jaguars. We <laughs> like the Bengals. Why, man? Fuck you. We like the Bengals. <laughs>